can be challenging. In our gospel reading for today, set in Capernaum, Peter is struggling to forgive his brother. He comes to Jesus and he asks, how many times should I forgive my brother? Up to seven times? Now, how many of you have siblings? Now, instead of it saying Peter, I imagine that either of my two sisters would be compelled to ask Jesus the same question about me as I got in their nerves a lot when I was a little kid. But Peter, uh, Peter's underlying question is one that I'm sure that all of us struggle with still today. Is there a limit on forgiveness? Now, there are times that forgiveness comes fairly easily, but there are times when it definitely does not. And in our gospel reading for today, Jesus tells us a parable about such a time where forgiveness for many people would be very hard to give. In the story, there was a servant who was in significant debt to his master. Now, I admit, I'm not the biggest numbers guy in the world, but for this one, I actually figured out how much this guy's debt actually was. This servant owed 10,000 talents, or as it's translated in the text for today, um, a bag of money, a talent. And a talent is worth 6,000 denarii. A denarii was a day's wages in those days. It was a small silver coin. In those days, you would go to work for the day, and right before coming home, your boss would pay you a single denarius. I'd be okay with payday every day. That'd be kind of fun, but, uh, but yeah. Now, do some simple math. At 10,000 talents, how many work days would it take for that servant to pay back his master? 60 million days of work. 60 million days of work. His children, his children's children, and his children's children's children would work their entire lives to pay for that debt. Even if the debtor's pay was extraordinarily high and he never took a day off, the staggering amount ensures imprisonment for at least a thousand years. This gets to the point that this debt was completely inescapable. There was no hope at all of paying it back. This servant was trapped in a world of debt. And yet extraordinarily, incredibly, this generous master forgives it all and there was no limit to his generosity. This servant who had squandered everything and had gotten in so much debt, was completely free. He lived in a world where debt no longer mattered. The gracious master invited the servant to leave his world of debt behind and come and live in a world of forgiveness. And you and I have experienced this world change as well. Now, a common idea that many people and many Christians might have about Christianity is that all the good people will go to heaven and all the bad people go to hell. But going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, 
all humanity took, them, uh, took a debt that we could never pay back on our own. This debt is sin, and it has been inherited from Adam and Eve all the way down from generation to generation to generation to generation. No one's good enough. As Paul says in Romans, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not one of us could ever free ourselves from the world of debt in which we were trapped. Now, sure, we're called to do the right things. We're called to strive day by day to live a godly life. But that doesn't affect the debt that we all owe. No matter how hard we try, we cannot pay back the debt of sin. We simply can't do it all on our own. But we don't have to. Extraordinarily, Jesus forgives you of all our debt. Just like the generous master in the parable, Jesus forgives us. He forgives you of your every sin, of your every misdeed, whenever you or I come up short. He puts no limits on your forgiveness. And he brings us into a new world where we no longer have to worry about our sins, our misdeeds. Sin in this new world counts for nothing. In this world of forgiveness, debt counts for nothing. And this is where our forgiven servant goes wrong in our gospel reading for today. After being forgiven of the significant debt he was owed, he promptly goes to a fellow servant and tries to enforce a different debt. Now, the fellow servant's debt was over around 100 denarii, which is about four months' wages. Admittedly, that's pr still a pretty sizable debt. However, it pales in comparison to the debt that the master had originally forgiven. In fact, if you ratio the first debt to the second, it's about 600,000 to one. You would think that forgiveness had changed the forgiven servant's heart. But instead, he wanted to live in a world where debts persist and the master made it so. There is the world of forgiveness and the world of debts. And you and I have been called to live in that world of forgiveness. In the waters of your baptism, Jesus called you by name. And his grace and forgiveness wash over you like a flood. In fact, think of forgiveness like water. And in this forgiveness-washed world, we see a new way, a better way to live in the world today. We cannot help but to extend that water, that forgiveness everyone that we meet. As our Old Testament reading for today says, I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I have formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. Apparently, uh, Crystal Lake itself is uh, experiencing a drought right now, if you look at the water level in the lake. But imagine you are stuck in a significant drought and you have no water around. Your tongue sticks to the roof of your mouth. The headache of dehydration sets in. Then the flood comes. 
you're swimming in all the water. Your basement floods from the water. The lawn toys your kids play with start to float away. You are overwhelmed, overjoyed. You're lavished with the grace and forgiveness that is found in the water of life. And then your sin-parched neighbor comes by and asks for a drink. We are commanded as Christians to forgive one another just as Christ has forgiven us. This forgiveness, which was headquartered in Capernaum, in this backwater fishing village of Galilee, formed into an unstoppable tide which spread all the way around the world. Living in this world, teeming with forgiveness and life, you and I can't help but to forgive one another. Now, let's not be naive. It can still be very hard to forgive each other. Sin still rears its ugly head, and debt becomes easy to amass. How can you and I forgive? By living in the tide of Christ's forgiveness. Surround yourself with reminders of his grace and mercy in your life, and you'll be more inclined and have a greater desire to forgive each other. Here's three ways that we do it just in this one hour of worship. And we've already done the first one. At the start of every worship service here at Emmanuel, we confess our sins to God and we receive absolution. We acknowledge our sin and our need for a Savior. And then Pastor Timon or myself declare that you are forgiven. Weekly confession and absolution washes us in the flood of forgiveness that first covered you in your baptism. The second way that we live in the tide of forgiveness is that we pray the Lord's Prayer. When we pray the petition, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, it could just as easily be translated and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Whenever we pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray for God's forgiveness to be lavished on us and that his forgiveness overflows outward to our neighbors, our brothers and sisters, and anyone else we meet. The third way that we live in the tie is by the sharing of the peace that we'll celebrate right before communion today. We greet one another and tell each other, peace be with you. We are greeting one another as the forgiven family of God brought into communion with each other. In fact, seeing forgiveness flow from person to person to person makes us experience Christ's forgiveness all the more. We stand forgiven all together as fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. So, to go back to Peter's original question, how many times should you forgive your brother? What is the answer that my sisters are likely wanting to hear? Are there limits to forgiveness? The answer is that forgiveness is as limitless as water in a tide. We live in a world where debts are no more, where grudges are forgotten, and sin is washed away. Forgiveness is challenging. We thank God for the forgiveness he freely lavished on us. 
Let's take heart in the task of forgiving each other.